Hello, everybody. My name is Paul Schubert. And I'm Natalie LeVay. And we are both graduates of the Humber College Journalism Program. I am embarking on a career in radio. What are you doing, Natalie? I'm thinking of either doing TV and newspaper or magazine and newspaper. Either way, newspaper is the way for you. Yep, it is. I assume you have a way with the written word? Yes, I've been writing since I was in grade nine. Right. Um, with the fan fiction stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been really fun to write about the stuff I like. Yeah, I get that. Um, and I got into the journalism program because I wanted to be a writer. That's very interesting. Yeah, like, like every, I think writing is one of the core skills you can do if you want to go into this line of work. I mean, I started here in 2016, like in the journalism program, thinking I would be a print journalist. Come three years later, I find out that radio is my calling. Radio Gaga. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I found that it's what I'm good at. I like speaking to people. I love hearing like my own voice, but I also like hearing the voices of those around me. And I hope to hear more voices echoed between you, between me, between Tommy Boy, and between uh, Terrence, and a whole variety of other subjects over the course of our time here at The People's Voices. Would you say the same? Yes, I would say the same. And through a whole variety of different topics, too. Um, I hope we can actually um, get the, the show running off to a good start this year and um, hope to get all of our other team members joining us um, in the near future. We'll be like one big happy family, one big happy podcasting family. Yep. And uh, so what do you like about being here on the People's Voices, Natalie? Well, just the fact that I'm helping out my friends, my, um, my two best friends who I've known for, oh, three best friends. You're like, you don't miss, you miss me. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Three best friends who I've known for three years now. Right. Um, I'm still in the journalism program. Okay. Because I took a reduced course load. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Because I have a condition, it's called Q minus 13 syndrome. Q minus 13 syndrome. Yep. And with that came my retinoblastoma in both eyes. And I also have low muscle tone and... I can't speak very fast like like other, all the other students in the program. I mean you're speaking just fine. I mean like yes, we we all we all have to be fair, we all have our issues here and there. I'm going to come out here on the program and say I have my own set of issues myself. As my mom says, we nobody gets away scot free. Um let me tell everybody in the podcasting world, I have Asperger's syndrome. I, which is a type of autism. It's like a very high-functioning form of it. So we have the same level of intelligence, in some cases higher intelligence than maybe the average person. But, you know, in terms of emotional intelligence or social intelligence, we do lack, but that doesn't mean we can't continue to build on it. And um, for me, I still try to work every day at building my own social intelligence and emotional intelligence 
by doing things like meditation. What 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 helps you get get through with your condition in your day to day life, Natalie? Um, I would say that the thing that de stresses me the most is drawing. I've been drawing ever since I learned how to pick up a pencil. Okay. And I've been practicing over the years by drawing like cartoon characters or anime characters or even weirdos like me. <laughs> um my friends um I recently started drawing Terence, Michael, Paul, Justice, Drew, who's not here at the moment, um, and Beatrice for our podcast. You're a very, you like I can see you like visual art artistry. Um, have you ever con- have you ever taken or have considered taking a visual arts class at some point? Um, actually, I took visual arts in high school, but it was all art history and, um, like how the Greeks drew or how the Romans. That's awesome. I would have actually liked to take art history if that was offered at my high school. Um, I went to um holy cross catholic academy big shout out to everyone there um that was um my my high school and my art teachers um mr bay and mr swanick swanick okay yeah we used to call him Swaninator. I am the Swaninator. Yeah. I'll be back. They they taught me a lot about like where art started and how it's developed over the centuries. Right. So so there's a lot you can actually learn over art history like from a few thousand years up to even just a few centuries ago to even like the different changes in art between now and even over the past uh, century and how those were even re- revolutionary ideas even compared to, I guess, the art forms that are presented before too. Yeah. Oh yeah, art is cool. I've considered taking up a visual arts drawing painting class myself. allows myself to express the, I guess, the inner, inner sanctum of my own mind. Just like, and you could probably say the same thing yourself. Yeah, it's art is a very creative way of expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um and also creative writing is a big thing for me too. Like I said, I've been creative writing for 7 years now. That's awesome. Yep. Kudos to you. Um, and actually now I am working on a fan fiction. Oh, on what franchise? Um, it's an anime called Hitalia Axis Powers. Like, I don't know that one. Um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to our viewers. Uh, <laughs> I actually do know what she is talking about. Uh, I was just being sarcastic. Um, with that said, um, with Natalie and her creative side of things, her uh, right brain, she does, she's doing a lot of stuff to, do, to develop like the right side of her brain because that's the side of your brain that's more creative too. And, uh, and you know, a lot of the very successful people actually try to develop actually both sides of their brain so the left side and the right side of their brain so uh left side is for logic and math and science the right side is for arts and creativity people i've they say the most successful artists themselves even the most successful business guys the people who make millions and billions actually use both sides of their brains themselves too so i mean it never hurts to learn more um 
I actually heard that when Walt Disney was in school and he used to doodle every single day and the teachers would say, what the heck is this? <laughs> and sure. now... Well, now he's made a multi-billion dollar empire. <laughs> I mean, like you... Like you should really have a fundamental skill for, I guess, the if you're doing the business side of an industry you're going into. Like, so for example, arts and entertainment and media. Like, do something that's related to that. So, like, whether it be acting or music or um, drawing, writing, you get the idea. But it always hurt, it always doesn't hurt to couple that with um, obviously having a good grasp of things like math, economics, stuff like that, because. If you combine the best of both worlds, you will be successful in business. Actually, I, while I was in high school, I was really, really good at biology, um, chemistry, mm. um, but I hate math. Yeah, I could say the same thing about myself. I hate calculus. I hate algebra. I hate all that all that garbage uh i mean fine i actually i am taking a little bit extreme i just i just don't have the same knack to be fair that other people do at math i mean i have some friends that are absolutely brilliant at math and i i still look at them and i'm like how the hell do you do that <laughs> um but that's just me i'm more of a i'm more of a right brain person i like more writing i like creative side i also like the social sciences too so Think things like psychology, sociology, anthropology, and archaeology, politics, world history, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite subjects is world history. Um, it has been for three years. 300 years. <laughs> um, thanks to the show I watched. Is it Italia as well? Yes, it's it's an anime basically um that it it centers around a parallel timeline to our own. Oh, that's interesting. Where the the countries are personified as the stereotypical um, person from said country. So, um, let's say that I could I could be representing a country with my own personality too. So, uh, I could be an introvert, happy, excited, nervous, ner uh, whatever kind of a country too. Over top of that, um, yeah. Um, each country has its own personality. Um. Say, for example, Canada is like the running gag with Canada is that um, no one recognizes us, no one notices us, um, and when we and when we do get noticed, we're mostly um, mistaken for um, our neighbors down south. Yeah, I've I've heard stories like that too. I mean, like especially because I'm a big fan of music too, and how this relates is, uh, it's generally harder for Canadian music like bands, musicians. I mean, there are some quite successful around the world, but most of them have a harder time breaking into the American and overall world markets in general. Um, obviously, examples are things like are your uh, bands like Rush or Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber and uh, you know musicians bands musical artists like those but for the most part for the most part Canadian acts have had a hard harder time trying to break into the American and overall world markets yes uh, I would agree because um, like for my magazine class um, Last semester and this semester that just passed, um, most of my sources were American. Most of your sources were American for, 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 pardon me, sorry? 
Um, uh, for my uh, stories for magazine, um, I couldn't find any any Canadian th um, thing. Interview subjects. Yeah. Um, I couldn't find any um, related to the topic I was writing about. What was the topic you were trying at least to write about? Um, fandoms. Okay. Um, most of my magazine stories were about fandoms. Like, like anime stuff? Yeah, or like Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, um... Cool stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, have you ever considered, like, for, like, in the future like going forward, you know that there are sources available in Canada that you could speak to. So for example, something that's maybe art related like anime or something like that, you could speak to a professor at, um, oh, what was it? You could speak to a professor at University of Toronto or OCAD and, uh, and somebody who specializes in that line of work or somebody who teaches or lectures or does some sort of work at at the art gallery of Ontario or something like that. Some like somebody who's one way or another involved in like visual images. You could reach out to them and ask them for, even if it's nothing that they can really offer new advice for. Maybe you could at least get commentary from them on it. I'll try and think about that for the future because I'm I'm taking um, magazine in in september um right. um so we're we're doing two magazines sweat and convergence taught by our professor and program coordinator laura king um right and i have to start thinking about sources for for potential stories so are you doing summer school at this point or are you doing work starting in the s september no i'm uh i'm taking a break from from school because i had a rough rough year this year why why would you say your year was a little rough uh, I had a, a panic attack. Oh, you had a panic attack. When was this? Well, the week, the week before reading week. Okay, so this was in February still. Yeah. And why was your panic attack about? Just thinking about, um, recording my script. Um, made me go into an anxiety attack, I would say. I don't know. I'm sorry you felt that way. Um, I mean, to be fair, everybody finds their strengths with something. And whatever that may be, just do what you're good at. Yep. You're good with writing and you're good with drawing. So therefore, maybe a magazine and newspaper would be right for you. You may, may, maybe you could become one of those world-famous authors like Margaret Atwood and live in the Rosedale neighborhood of Toronto. I've never heard of the, of her. Mar you've never heard of Margaret Atwood? No. She's one of the most famous Canadian writers. Wow. And she lives in Rosedale neighborhood of Toronto. It's a fancy mansion neighborhood. Yep. Um. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, um like you said i I know how to speak three languages too English, um, Spanish, and French, yep, and I taught myself how to write in Spanish, oh, like did you first start writing in Spanish? um, or did you write in English first, like when you were in grade nine um I wrote in English, but then um, growing up, 
No, growing up, I, I, my mom, she used to, and she still speaks to me in Spanish because she is Chilean. Yeah, I, I kind of get that. I heard a little bit of her accent today too. Um, and my dad's side of the family is French Canadian. We 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 and C C C. Yep. We and C. We see yes. Yep. We, we, see, you yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just 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 a play on words. So, um, so then as I um grew up grew up i started writing in english but then i decided hmm what would hmm. it what would it be like to um to write in spanish because spanish is it the the writing it's on uh, the wall no it's um it's just the like the way you hear the word is the way you write the word, right? Yes. So, um, can you think of an example that would back that up? Uh, give me something to translate, like. My coffee is pretty damn small. <laughs> Mi café es muy chiquitito. So that's pretty, that, pretty damn small right there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, or how about, this water is refreshing. Esta agua está muy refrescante. Awesome. You are, you, you are pretty good at this. Maybe, you know, what you could even consider for the future is uh, since you like writing and speaking in different languages, maybe you could consider maybe working for a book firm or like an international magazine firm and uh, translate to and from English and Spanish both ways. Wow. I, I never heard of that. I really would look into that. You know, some of the top workers uh, of each of countries around the world speak English over top of their native language too. And uh, because I mean, after all it is like the most widely spoken language in the world. Yes. Um, so yeah, maybe you could work for, you could even consider working for foreign affairs Canada, like to do a um, translating work at one of their embassies too. Yep. Um, I'll give you a good pension too over top of that. Yep. And I know why why that's the case, you know, with the English being the most um, widely spoken language in the world right now. Yeah, it is. And uh, Spanish is, I actually really think Spanish is the second widely most spoken language in the world. And uh, third one would probably be like one of the Chinese languages, like Cantonese or Mandarin. Yeah, because uh, as you may have heard in things like The Economist and uh, some of the big news sources that a lot of the economic power seems to be going into places like China now. Bussy. Yes. <laughs> no, I know. But uh, but as, aside from annoying Bussy outside. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've, I've, what, what do you think about that? Um, the fact that, you know, a lot of uh, power is moving away from the U.S. and into a place like China. China. Um, I think it's pretty neat because, um, well, everything's made in China now. Um, That's a very interesting analysis right there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, like. A lot of stuff is made in China. Made in China. And. Uh, Although they may still have communism there, I've heard that communism there is actually slowly waning at this point too. So uh, waning meaning like they're actually it's actually starting to get reduced because of uh, like like their increase in probably like economic power too. Yep. 
um, like um, communism and democracy have been at odds with each other. Like, oh, that's putting it very mildly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like some of like the like today's what's on the news today is like um like one system changing trying into another one to change into another one like like the case of of Venezuela um they're they're trying to make the transition um with the are they transitioning to democracy too um they're trying to but um the whole maduro and maduro yes um goido thing right they just keep butting heads also putting it lightly too yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, it makes you feel grateful every day that you live in a country like Canada, like where people aren't throwing things at your house or shooting you or uh, threatening your life or your family or whatever. And um, I th I'm grateful every single day for the life I live here in this country. And, you know, honestly, you know, some days I feel like maybe I could get some perspective by being a journalist in another country, too, because it would make me feel even more grateful for what I have because... Sometimes I don't think I I know how I don't think I understand how grateful I am to have what I have. I feel like I, I mean I live in a first world country. I have a great family. I live in a great home. I'm getting a great education. I'm work I'm doing everything I can to have great friends. And you guys are already my some, my great friends and next family already. Yeah. And um But yeah, like so many people just don't have that and even within our own country there are people who just don't come from families who just who love them or people who just don't have anybody to turn to friends or family alike um back to my my condition yeah um i i was diagnosed with retinoblastoma Yes. At, mm -hmm. at seven months. Seven months. Yeah. Pretty young. And uh, my mom, uh, we we helped out this family from Venezuela um, uh, with um, my friend. A Adrian Malagón. Um, okay, I can't say I know him, but uh <laughs> um no, he he's from Venezuela and he was born with the same condition as me. Oh, okay, Q-13 syndrome. Yeah. But they they brought him over a little bit too late. Um, why? Um, oh, sorry, why? Because he lost both his eyes. Oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, but we were fortunate enough to be in this country with, um, with all the back then new technologies that they um that they have at the hospital of sick children sick kids i know the hospital well i actually stayed there a little bit when i was a kid too not for the same condition but maybe i'll get onto that in another future episode but uh like you i have actually stayed at sick kids too it's um I actually had an interesting conversation with my parents last week or the week before. Sick. Most people, if you ask them if they've been to the hospital, they're kids. They they were like really scared or freaked out. But it's organizations like Sick Kids that make the hospital experience a more happier one or a more uh, better one because 
they know how to cater to what children want. They know how to they know what how to make it happier for families and their their kids who are going through all these stuff tough times. I would have to agree with that because um, I've been there for the past twenty years now. Um, mm-hmm. And I have a wonderful, I had a wonderful team of doctors, um, Dr. Budnick, my, on, my ophthalmologist. Ophthalmologist, yeah. Yeah. That's your eye doctor, yeah. Yep. Um, Dr. Chan, my, my cancer doctor. Oncologist, um, yeah. Yeah. Dr. Shake, um, my other um, cancer doctor, um, and they've been really helpful um, with my case, um, mm-hmm. and it's because of them. Oh, and Dr. Galli and Dr. Eon, too. Um, it's because of them that I got to keep both my eyes. And although I, I can't see very well, um, I still made it through elementary school, high school, and now college, um, despite all the the tur the turbulences that I've been through, like bullying and um what a, a whole t- bunch of other stuff. What a tale! You uh, you are a pretty brave girl to actually call, to, to share all this with with all our uh, fellow viewers on this podcast of the People's Voices and. Uh, I appreciate you you expressing this honesty with us. I I think ter- I would think Terrence and Michael Tommy Boy exp- uh, appreciate your honesty and uh, your opening up to us and to everybody who feels like they need a voice or everybody who feels like they've been in a similar situation to you. The world's a tough place for people like us, but there's still a lot we can do to make it better. Yep. Um. That's what I think the people's voices is here for to make a positive change on the world to um get every like people like us to talk about um our difficulties our strength what we do to cope with our our um disabilities and and also to bring up topics that interest the the world we live in today i think that's a very interesting way to look at it because we're again as i said before we're trying to uh find a way to appeal to a whole bunch of people's voices and uh people who are who may be like us too people who have different challenges you know, one of the different challenges that I will say into as per um, a little bit of a reminder from Terrence here is the fact that um, I'll start off by saying this, that, you know, everybody feels a bit sad from time to time. But, you know, I've been dealing with a fair degree of depression, anxiety for a number of years. And um, I mean, life is life is a bit hard and It's not something you 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 typically want to. Uh, it's it's hard to to admit to the world that you have have stuff like this, but I'm willing to do so because I want the world to know that there is hope for people like you, for people like me, for people everywhere who are who are like us. And the world is a hard place, as I say, but we can. There's so much more we can do things to help help each other. But to start to. Uh, in order to help the, help them, we have to help ourselves first. So to seg into that, um, before I say what I'm about to say, do you, do you have something to add? Um, 
Okay, I was going to say, in the case of people who have depression or anxiety or something similar to that, people who in general feel stressed by life situations, I mean, you don't have to have depression or anxiety to feel stressed about life. I mean, like, look at your condition. Look at Terrence's condition. Look at my condition. Maybe Michael Thomas has stresses in his life, too. Everybody has something that we... uh that even if you're not very depressed or anxious about, you still feel stress from it one way or another. And one of the best tactics, actually two of the best tactics you can use amongst other topics I will discuss in future sessions, two of the best things you can do to help yourself if you're feeling sad, depressed, anxious, or just stressed on its own, meditation and exercise. I try to do a daily session of both. And if I don't have time to do meditation, I just do deep breathing throughout the day. And you know, you'd be surprised at what different kinds of things you could get, what the different types of benefits you could get from meditation. I mean, your, your ability to sleep better actually dramatically increases too. It's interesting. It's also a cure for loneliness too. So if you're feeling lonely, just do some meditation or at least some deep breathing. Loneliness is actually nothing more than a feeling. And I actually found that to be a very interesting fact. It, you actually don't have to be around people all the time to actually uh, feel less lonely. In fact, some people f still feel lonely um, when they're around other people. It's all based on your psychological mindset. So if you feel like you're lonely, you're probably going to be lonely. But anxiety and depression helps to... There's a part of your brain, that, genetic part of your brain, that's involved in feeling lonely too. And... Meditation helps to calm that part of your brain down. And I thought that, well, let me say that again to the world. That is an awesome fact that by sitting alone, deep breathing, you can do so much more to help your own mental and social health when you're, if, if, if you don't happen to be around people all the time. What do you think about that? I think it's a pretty... Like you said, it's a pretty awesome thing to do. Um, I I don't know yet if I um, have anxiety or depression. I'm gonna have to um, go go to see um, my. Uh, a doctor for that when when I get transferred for from from sick kids to Princess Margaret. Um but I will say that um it helps to the way I meditate I guess I could say that um, is by thinking positively about negative situations. I mean, that's a great step ahead, even if you're not already meditating right, right this very instant. Like, that is a great step forward. A lot of people are stuck in negative thoughts and ruminations. I feel like I'm that way from time to time, too. Yeah, um, I find myself thinking out loud to myself and saying, okay, don't stress out. It's gonna be okay. People's got your back. Um, when I'm in a tricky situation like I was um, throughout my radio class, um, I, I had um, a friend who, um, they, they would tell me, they would ask me, um, why I, I would put so much effort and put all that stress on myself to get, um, my, my assignments done, um, and they would say, don't stress out about this. 
And that's what I kept on repeating to myself um, to kind of get myself out of that tricky situation when I was doing the last couple of assignments for radio. So you, it, it, that's another important thing to uh, look for. And, uh, you know, meditation helps to mitigate that. But, you know, you still want to search for, you still want to f- make sure as much as you can, you still get social opportunities too. In fact, you know, one of the big, um, I guess one of the big treatments for depression, anxiety is to continue to stay connected with people. Like be a good family member, be a good friend, be a listening ear. You could even just, you could even, one thing that packs a, good healthy punch so to speak is to get out and volunteer because you actually connect with more like-minded people about a cause and you get to help people at the same time too so i would recommend if you're feeling lonely and you know if if something's really upstairs that's if there's a monster upstairs that you really can't tame so to speak and it's really impacting your ability to feel good when you're alone or even when you're with other people. I would suggest take up volunteering. Yeah. Um, I found that I'm always on social media, um, talking to people, even, even if like, they're on like the other side of the line. Um, and I've found myself helping other people who, who have, um, like anxiety or panic attacks. Um, um, and it always helps to talk about it with, with a lot of people um, who are close to you or your friends, your family, um, people you know, like, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, like, therapist or something, um, just, just people in your, in your social circle and, um, Things like that. Um, Always look for opportunities to uh, be happy around people. And, you know, I say that's only one of actually only many benefits meditation can do for you. Um, Meditation is also good, as I say, for sleeping better, for helping you with your social life, too. It can also just be good for reducing depression and anxiety in general and stress and People with, like the soldiers with PTSD, it's like, I don't want to call it a magic pill, but it's like a magic pill for people who've uh, done such things. Like, it's it's a low-cost th- treatment for people who've uh, seen and dealt with so much. And um, we may not we may not n- never know what that's like. But, you know, we certainly know on some levels how we, we all have our, our stresses in life. Some things that are significantly big that can go wrong in our lives and it builds a resilience it really does and we need to find 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 more ways and maybe not just with meditation but you know with things like exercise diet stuff like that to build our own emotional resilience um i would i would agree with that um i Hmm. I, uh, um, hmm. Don't feel so pressured. No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not stressing out about- You're stressing about uh, trying to heal your stress. Um, (laughs) like I said, um, even doing something that you like doing, like drawing and writing for me, um, that helps de-stress my, 
my um, inner, like, that helps me de-stress when I'm over-the-top stressed. Um, And, like, the... um, Like, the things that, like, stress, stress-wise for me is, like, whenever something bad happens um, to me, or if I hear something um, bad that happens, like, to one of my friends or to a family member, my my chest like it compresses yeah i find the same thing too you you have yes something happens around your chest area and you also get like 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 knots in your stomach too and uh and uh it's not a good feeling but meditation helps to just release that take a deep breath in take a deep breath out and release You'll need to do a bit more than just one breath a day if you want to feel good. good. But, uh, you know, there, there's so many good benefits associated with it. And I really would recommend, like you, or Terrence, or Michael Tommy Boy, or anybody who's, whether you're anxious, whether you're depressed, whether you're just simply stressed about something, make some time. And it doesn't have to be very long, too. Everybody leads very busy lives, but just... Maybe 20 to maybe 30 minutes a day, just sit down, do your meditation. I mean, think of how much time you spend doing other things too, like um, watching TV or watching funny memes on YouTube. Or, uh, and of course, you you don't have to, if, if you really don't want to get rid of that, that's fine. But what you can say is you try to balance out your time. Maybe do 30 minutes of meditation instead of like an hour of, um, an hour, instead of doing like an hour of, um, like screen time maybe you could say i'll do 30 minutes of screen time and 30 minutes of meditation because it's what's going to help me in the long run and then you and then and over top of that you schedule your time with your family your work any extracurriculars you want to do you you have to you have to make sure that you put it in your day you have to make sure that your schedule is very organized every single day too and that's also another depression treatment in itself is stick to a routine my parents have told me for the last few weeks that I should be very good at sticking to a routine and um, that I shouldn't be sitting around looking at my iPhone for 10 hours a day because it, it doesn't... It, my, my dad always reminds me, Paul, it doesn't help you psychologically. Paul, it doesn't help you psychologically. And, uh, you know, when I back away from it, he's actually quite right. And um, I actually do hope that things... And I've definitely heard that there is rumors that... Um, s- there, there could be the psychologists and psychiatrists are like they're looking at increasing, getting new conditions for the DSM, which is like a big manual a list of uh, mental disorders. One of them, over top of being, you know, things like your gambling, your alcohol addictions could be smartphone addiction or video game addiction. I've heard that uh, psychologists and psychiatrists are really looking to put that in. You know what? I actually hope they do put that in because people waste their time doing so much uh, ba- bad stuff in their spare time that they don't. They, I don't know if they even know that's harming them psychologically, too. So, yeah, as you can see, um, as we wrap up our episode today, you know, there's a lot of different things that you can do to make your life a very happier one, too. Spending time with those who you care about, volunteering, doing meditation, doing exercise, eating right. Look at your positive qualities. There's These are only just a few of other different kinds of things you could do to make your life that much happier and better. What, what do you take away from all that, Natalie? I would say that um, to those people listening to us um, on YouTube, on Spotify, um, just meditate and do the things you love to do to de-stress yourself. Like drawing, writing, um, uh, maybe even watching a world history documentary, um, whatever it is. Uh, Do something to keep you busy. 
And you know that's one that's one treatment I I meant to add on there too. Just as we wrap up, is uh, just to summarize one of the other points I made earlier. Just keep busy. Do something that you know makes you happy. And you know, it could be doing throwing yourself into your work, like your money job, or it could be uh, something as simple like do some reading, do some writing, watch a funny movie, or do something with somebody. Just do something that keeps you occupied. Because if you're alone, those thoughts will return. Yep, and and always, always, I all I always tell this to people who are dealing with stress or anxiety or whatever bad thing that comes your way. Just always stick on the positive side of the situation. Um, always try to make the best of a situation, no matter what situation it is. So we've come to the end of our uh, episode today. Um, my name is Paul Schubert. I'm, as you can say, I'm a new member of the People's Voices. I'm Natalie LeVay, also a member, a newer member of the People's Voices. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Music